0: What is up, Packers fans? Welcome back to the Quick Science Podcast at Game on Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter, at Jason Perrone. You can find Game on Wisconsin, at Game on WI. Well, the Packers don't get a win in Philadelphia. They fall to the Eagles 40-33 to on Sunday Night Football. In a game where the goal was, don't get embarrassed. Don't quit. Show some grit. Try to show us something positive to build on. And just don't get run off the field in Philadelphia. And the Packers managed to do that. They were down by two possessions at a couple points during this game. They fall short by one possession, but they're onside kicking at the end of the game with a chance to try to grab the ball and score to tie the game when Aaron Rodgers had gone out with an oblique rib injury. Didn't come back. Jordan Love had to step in and play. There were some parallels here to when Rodgers career nearly began back in 2007 when he had to step in 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 relief of Brett Favre. Jordan Love steps in, plays pretty well at the end of this game for the Packers against the Eagles, giving us something to cling on to. There were some positives, and I'm going to talk about how this team looked, some of the, the things that went well, some of the things that did not go well. Packers run defense, ahem, ahem. But again, this was a game where the Eagles come out. The Packers defer. They want the ball to start the second half. They give up a touchdown on the opening drive. Aaron Rodgers uh, throws a couple of interceptions early. The Eagles end up scoring a second time. They miss the PAT. It's thirteen nothing quickly, and the Packers uh, get on the board and they they keep pace. They keep answering. They were able to get a couple of stops. They were able to get a big fumble. Rudy Ford caused a big fumble on A.J. Brown. Quay Walker gets the ball, returns it all the way down to the 11. A play that I thought, Quay Walker really needs the house. If you're a first-round draft pick like that, you've got to take that thing to the house. But the Packers end up getting a really nice touchdown after that. It was a vintage. It was actually the last touchdown pass Aaron Rodgers threw in this game. And if for some reason Aaron Rodgers is not able to return and play again this season, and a lot of questions to, to be answered about that. We don't know if that's the case or not, but... Aaron, that this was Rodgers' last touchdown of the game. It was a rollout vintage-style throw. He finds Aaron Jones in the back of the end zone, and the Packers are able to get points off of this big turnover, and they aren't able to take the lead because Mason Crosby misses the point after, and they, but they do tie it up 20-20 at that point. They got some production. On offense, I thought this team played pretty well. The offensive line played well. They blocked well. The run game was okay. The production wasn't great, right? The, the production wasn't great. But AJ Dillon looked a lot better in this game. Aaron Jones had a couple of nice runs himself. Credit Philadelphia. Their defense is very good. There's a reason why they're ten and one and sitting atop the NFC. The Packers gave them all they could handle. Uh, for all that a four and and seven team or four and eight team can ha- can give to another team at this point. So again, it wasn't a bad showing by Green Bay, but just mistakes, killer mistakes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers took a couple of big sacks, but I think what everybody is, is obviously wanting me to get to is the run defense, which was absolutely putrid by the Packers. They were, they were historically bad in this game on, on defense. They give up They end up giving up 363 yards rushing. The Eagles ran it 49 times for 363 yards, 7.4 yard average. Gave up three rushing touchdowns on the day. That's not going to do much. That's, That's not helpful at all. And this was a historically bad day for a defense that already had a lot of question marks about it. The weekly debate about Joe Barry and how effective he can be as a defensive coordinator were on... Center stage in this particular game, and if we want to stay on that for a minute here, I've been a proponent of of not really making a a big change in the middle of the season with regards to a a Joe Barry. Uh, you know, in a, in a lost season, I guess the question now, because this debate just got red hot. Is, is there a reason to let Joe Barry go now? Is there anything you can gain from it? Is there a message to be sent to the team? Is there something that can catapult the defense? Uh, you know, your for your defense to put out that type of performance. You know, I I don't care if the Eagles were the second coming of those Dallas offensive lines of the 1990s that paved the way for Emmitt Smith to get into the Hall of Fame. That was just a straight booty performance by the by the Packers, and they should be embarrassed and feel terrible about the way they played. Absolutely terrible. It starts at the top. When I I say this all season long, when you're having issues, the solution it starts at the top. And so Joe Barry's the defensive coordinator. So on on defense, he is culpable there. He's hired by Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur has not sounded happy lately. He sounds just as confused and without answers as as we are. And so if you're Matt LaFleur and you just put up a nice performance in a game where you could have rolled over and gotten steamrolled by the best team in the NFC and nobody would have really been that surprised, do you save face a little bit here and say, hey, look, we had some good momentum. We did some good things. We didn't get blown out. We actually had a chance to try to tie this game, maybe win this game. Uh, I gotta I gotta let Joe Barry go and let this team know that moving forward into next year and for the rest of this season... We're not going to tolerate crap play. Does Matt LaFleur make that move? Does he make that decision? I don't know. Because if you're going to promote somebody from within, you're just going to have a a Barry disciple or assistant coach that comes in and takes over, and it's, it's going to be more of the same thing. This team can't stop the run at all. They're historically bad at stopping the run, and they're going to be historically bad at stopping the run the entire rest of this season for the remainder of the games that they play. They're going to be bad. They play the Chicago Bears this coming weekend. On Sunday, they have the Bears. The Bears run the ball well. They're going to run the ball well against the Packers. Unless they just fumble, turn the ball over, they just trip over themselves and don't play well and make mistakes and stop themselves, the Bears are going to run the ball well against the Green Bay Packers. So that's a problem. It's just something that that they've had a problem with. The pass defense, they didn't give up a lot of yards, but it was a lot of off coverage, soft coverage, The defensive backs just were not very good in this game. They didn't make any plays. Jair Alexander looked very complacent out there. He did not look hungry or or aggressive at all. Gave up a couple of long plays uh, in front of him, including a long third down catch late in the game that he just seemed to kind of sit there and let develop in front of him. I don't know what's going on there. Russell Douglas... Made a, you know. He he made a play or two, but he's not good in coverage down the field. I think we understand that Russell Douglas is the type of defensive back that needs to play what's in front of him. Is Joe Barry putting these guys in the best position to succeed? Rudy Ford made some more plays at safety. He had to play because Darnell Savage left the game very early with an injury and didn't return. In fact, he got hurt on the first couple of plays of the game. Wasn't able to return. Rudy Ford's a football player. He's a gamer. He just goes out there and plays really hard. And I think the Packers, I said this, to a, a couple of friends of mine in a, in a group chat, and I said the Packers love these raw athletic score, the Raz heroes from the draft. They love these measurables and guys who are just you know jumping out of the gym and and are fantastic on tape. You need football players. You need playmakers. Andy Herman on the Packaday podcast this past Saturday talked about how the Packers have a, a lot of good players, but are they playmakers? You think about Kenny Clark, Aaron Rodgers. Jair Alexander, guy, Rashawn Gary, guys who are really good at their craft. They're the best players on the team. Yeah, they're the best players on the team, but are they playmakers? Can they make a play when the game is on the line? You need somebody to say, F it, I'm making this play. Like Aaron Donald at the end of the Super Bowl last year. Do you have that guy? The Packers don't have a lot of those type of guys. And I think it's time for them to find football players. Jair Alexander is the highest paid cornerback in the league. He looked very average in this game. In a game where some other guys stepped up and they actually still had a chance to win. Go make a play. Go make a play. So again, I don't know. I mean, I think beyond this season, to say that Joe Barry is going to be let go, it's too early to say. We just don't know. And that sounds scary. But we've seen teams do this all the time they stick with their guy they stick with their hire they stick with them too long frankly I mean we saw the Packers do this with Dom Capers with Mike Pettin now Joe Barry is here the hire to begin with was a little head scratching because Barry didn't have a strong history of success but then last year the defense looked like they were playing well at the end of the season they played well in the playoff game and so Everybody felt good about the defense moving forward. Everybody was saying, hey, this could be a top ten group. They could be really good if they ascend. They get some ascension. They get the the second year leap from Eric Stokes. Rashawn Gary turns into one of the best pass rushers. Kenny Clark is Kenny Clark. Jair Alexander comes back after missing most of last year. It just has not been good. None of it's, none of it has happened. And so this defense is very middling. They're just not, they're just not very good. Speaking of playmakers, in this particular game, the Packers found out a couple things. First of all, Kayshawn Nixon with two kickoff returns over 50 yards. You had Amari Rodgers returning kickoffs and punts. He's not on the team anymore. Kayshawn Nixon has been with this team all season long. Two 50-plus yard kickoff returns both from deep in his end zone, because he's like, look, we got to make a play. Normally you want guys taking a knee in that spot. And I even said to myself, why are you bringing this ball out? But if you're going to do stuff like that, and you're going to take the ball and put it at the 40 midfield and make it easy on your offense, go do it. In a lost season, I know they're not mathematically eliminated, but in a very much likely a lost season for the Packers, do that. Go make some money for yourself. The Packers have to bring Nixon back as a defensive back, depth in the DB field, as a leader in the, in the locker room, somebody who Rich Bisaccia really kind of pined for and the Packers brought in to be that presence on special teams. He's been great. He made a couple plays while we're talking about a lack of playmakers. Nixon showed up, showed up big in this game and he's the kick returner at this point. And from this point forward, straight up, straight up, he has to be, he was really good. So I mentioned Aaron Rodgers. So Rodgers took a hit at the end of the first half, came out, started the second half, took another hit, had to leave the game, went into the locker room. We saw him come out. He didn't have his pads on, didn't have his Jersey on. He's going to have some more tests done today. As far as his oblique, his, his ribs and Jordan love had to come in and play. And Jordan Love did not look badly. He looked good. He honestly looked good. He was 6 of 9, threw for 113 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, a 146.8 rating. Moved around well, runs the offense, knows the offense, throws it over the middle right away, hits Christian Watson in stride. Christian Watson turns on the burners, outruns everybody on the field. Just an incredible talent that we're seeing develop right before our eyes here in Christian Watson. There were a lot of questions about whether he could be good, effective. He couldn't stay on the field. That was obviously the big problem the Packers had with him. Between a hamstring injury, he had a couple of drops he wasn't able to play. Then he gets the head injury in Buffalo. He has been, since the Dallas game, just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Best receiver in football over the past month. Three weeks. Two weeks. I guess two weeks. It's crazy because it was just over two weeks ago, Christian Watson didn't have any receiving touchdowns. And now he's leading the league. He's got more than Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, some of those big name guys out there. He's got more touchdown catches in the last couple of weeks. I mean, he just, he's just a dude. You can't catch him. Guys in Philly, the Philly defenders had angles on him. He outran them. Just incredible. Hit over 20 miles an hour on a couple of occasions in this game. He's so fast. He's so good with the ball in his hands. And Jordan Love said, look, I'm going to run this Matt LaFleur offense. Aaron Rodgers doesn't like throwing the ball over the middle for some reason. Jordan Love immediately throws it over the middle. Rewarded. Christian Watson to the house. Gone. Trail of smoke behind him. Just an absolutely fantastic showing by some of these players in a game where I think most of us said, hey, let's just be competitive and let's try to figure some things out. The Packers did that. You can be disappointed in the run defense. We already talked about that. It It was pathetic. And I do think that it's, I think it's very worthy of asking whether Joe Barry should be held accountable in the highest way, shape, and form. If you're Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst and you put your heads together, Mark Murphy, and you put your heads together and say, hey, we've got to build on next year because this season's lost. Do you make the move? We'll find out. We'll find out. But I think the Packers onside kicking, like I said, having a chance to win this game at the end, anything but a failure. Anything but a failure. And I thought that this team, when I when I said, is anybody quitting? I didn't see anybody quit. Now, the tape might show us something different. When we get those that do great tape work, they're going to put some film out there, and we're going to see some reps, and we're going to see some snaps, and maybe we'll see that, that there were some guys that didn't look good. But I saw some hustle from this team. Newcomer on defense, Justin Hollins, gets in there. Just joined the team midweek, gets a sack. A big effort play. That he makes Quay Walker with the big fumble recovery. Almost took it to the house. Leads the team in tackles with 11. Jerron Reed, Preston Smith combined for another sack. Jeron Reed had a pretty good game. Got some good push up front. I mean, the, the Packers just did not. They didn't come ready to stop the run. They didn't come ready to play up front like that. Jalen Hurts runs for 17 17 times for 157 yards. He had 100 of those yards by the end of the first quarter. And then Green Bay finally put somebody on him and spied and said, hey, we got to stop outrunning this pocket. And then Miles Sanders just did his thing. 21 runs, 143 yards, 6.8 yard average, two touchdowns. You're not going to win very many games when you're giving that up. It's just not going to happen. And it's the age-old debate. Scheme versus players, they were all bad. They were all bad. As good as the defense was early in this season when it looked like the Packers are going to have a good year, they started three and one. They had some good defensive performances. They they just weren't. The offense is the most exciting part of this team once again. The defense is, is very iffy at best because they're not playmaking. They're not tackling. They're not doing the simple fundamental things. And therefore, they're not winning games. And we've been reduced now to finding silver linings. I'm not going to say moral victories because I don't, I don't believe in those. But we've we've been reduced to looking for silver linings, and thank God there were some against this this Eagles team. The Packers might be one of the worst teams in the league this year. When it's all said and done, they are going to definitely be, and we can debate whether or not they are or not. It doesn't even matter. I mean, if you don't if you, you don't make the playoffs, you don't win. It's a failed season, whether you're last second last, or sixth last. But I will say the Packers are absolutely the biggest underachievers in the NFL this year, by far. And that falls on the organization. That falls on Brian Gutekunst. That falls on Matt LaFleur. Talent acquisition and getting the most out of your players, something is amiss. Something is wrong. I was very, very hard on Matt LaFleur. I've been very hard on Matt LaFleur. A game like this, Kind of eases me. It kind of backs me off of Lafleur a bit because I'm I'm saying, hey, your guys are still playing for you. You showed up in a big game. You can't fake losing by by seven points and putting up your 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 season high in points like that on the road against the best team in the conference. So Matt Lafleur still has this locker room. They're still playing for him. Now we turn our attention to the, the coaching staff. Do you have the right offensive coordinator? Do you have the right defensive coordinator? And the trickle down from that point forward. The defensive backs are not playing great. Is Jerry Grey doing all that he can? Is it really a matter of hey, I'm just running the offense, my or the defense of my DC is calling and that's that. Okay. A lot of things for the Packers to figure out. But we're going to hopefully see some fun football. Over these final five games of the season, we're gonna see some fun football. Hopefully, I mean, I, I don't see how we can't. Right, I don't see how we can't. Christian Watson's been fun to watch. Whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, we're gonna get a chance to see Love and and if he's the future or not. If it's Aaron Rodgers, you never complain about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon look like they're playing well. AJ Dillon's. Maybe he's back. Again, the offensive line did okay. I think they found their their five up front that they want to roll with. David Bakhtiari has been able to finish games, which is good. It just was a wonky season. And now at this point, we just want to be entertained and not embarrassed over the last these last few games. You want to win a few? Okay, great. Go out and do that. If they want to try to win them all and push for the playoffs, great, go and do that. They're not mathematically eliminated. Just don't get embarrassed. Don't play like you did against the Titans, where you followed up an incredible win over the Cowboys to keep your season alive, and then took one right in the right in the in the cojones four days later and reverted back to what had been killing you all season long. Just this defense, just man, Joe Barry. He's, he's got to he's got to he's got to know. He's got to know <laughs> either he's got to change or his players have got to do more. And it's tough because you're missing Rashawn Gary. You're not getting that push up front. JJ Barre is just not ready to be a full-time pass rusher yet. He's playing well. He's got high effort. He's just not there yet. The Packers are missing players. They don't have Devondre Campbell out there. There's no Eric Stokes out there. I get it. They're missing guys. They're missing players. You need better effort, though. You need better effort from some of your guys. Russell Douglas getting a little chummy with his teammates. I, I thought he made the plays that he could have and just was not equipped on the on the touchdown that he gave up. He just got beat. He's just not a cover deep guy. He needs everything in front of him. And so I think the argument for, for moving Rasul to safety got some juice in this game against Philly. Again, put your players in the best position. To succeed, And if you're going to move Rasul to safety, the Packers still need a safety because Adrian Amos is going to be a free agent. Savage is, is signed, but is he going to stay at the safety position or are they going to move him to the slot? And you're, you're going to need, then you need another corner. So the defensive back position is going to be a huge focus for the Packers in this offseason. They're going to either need to spend some money or they're going to need to draft a couple of guys early and get some impact players. Maybe they get maybe they go safety really early. They've done it. They did it with Savage. They did it with Haha Clinton Dix. This GM is not afraid to draft a safety early if he thinks he can be an impact player. Don't rule that out. So I know we're getting ahead of ourselves and looking past this season, but that's that's just kind of kind of where we're at. So I've I've jumped around a little bit. I'll just say I I I cannot complain. I mean, I've always asked myself and I say, what would it take for the Packers to lose and me to be okay with it? And want to watch the game. This game was easy to watch from start to finish. Because my expectations were set. I knew what I expected. The Packers exceeded it. They didn't get embarrassed. And there were some nice things to take away. So now they move on to Chicago. Going to going to play the Bears before the bye. what a late bye. Just an incredibly late bye this year. And the Packers need it really badly. They just need the rest. They need a break. And if Rodgers can play after the game, he was asked... Are you are you going to shut yourself down? Is it over? Are you gonna you take, you know, are you going to be out the rest of the year? Matt Lafleur was asked as well. They both said if Aaron Rodgers can play, he's going to play. So it's not a foregone conclusion that Jordan Love is going to play in this or start in this game. may end up being that way, by the time you're listening to this, we may know more information about that, and that decision may be made one way or the other. But Aaron Rodgers, at least as of post game, said if he can play, he wants to be out there as long as they're mathematically in it. So. It's a tough spot that the Packers are in because they aren't they aren't mathematically eliminated. They really need to see more of Jordan Love. They needed that since they drafted him. But it's Aaron Rodgers. You can't just bench your Hall of Fame quarterback if he's able to play. And he's not going to sit. You know, he could step aside and say, hey, I'm not 100%. I don't want to hold us back. And I think ultimately, if that was the case and he felt like he was a liability and he wasn't able to make plays and throws, he would do that. He didn't look comfortable at all throwing the ball in the second half of that game. If you can't throw a ball without pain and you're not going to be effective and you can't get it there, I mean, if you have to throw a deep shot to Christian Watson to beat the Bears and try to win a game and you can't do it, you got to step aside. You got to say, I can't go. But it's hard to know if Aaron Rodgers is even capable of thinking that way because he always wants to be out there playing for himself, for his teammates, for his ego, whatever his motivation is, it's, it's, he's never going to want to sit. And I think that, I think the Packers are going to keep trying to win games if they can, until it doesn't matter anymore. On the flip side, I think the team has to be realistic and they have to try to sneak in as many looks at the future as they can over this last month. And not just love, but everybody. All their young players, they need to know if these young guys are going to be a part of their future or not. Anytime love can get, obviously, is ideal. And once Green Bay does get eliminated, and again, i am be re- realistic there, I do think it's coming, then I think love needs to be prepping to start and play in the rest of the way. They have to know. I mean, the Packers have to make a decision. Um, whether they're going to exercise the fifth year option, which is a very expensive fifth year option—it's over twenty million for a quarterback—or if his value grows and they're still not going to roll with him next year, and Rodgers is going to come back or, or he's going to play two more years—you've got to try to get some something back for Jordan Love after his value is has grown at that point. These are just kind of the weird things that that become of a season like this. You know, we're not used to that. We're used to looking at the playoff machine and seedings and how can the Packers get home field, and ain't that? it's just not that it's not going to be that and normally it's because Aaron Rodgers has missed a chunk of the season or something like that and and so it's it's really strange to see Rodgers playing all the way through it's only the third time since he became the starter that we've seen this happen 2008 2018 and now again here in 2022 where they 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 don't have the same motivation they just don't have the same chance So the focus is on 2023 and beyond from a GM perspective. And Brian Gutekunst has been here through this before. He went through this in 2018. This is the first time Matt LaFleur is going through it. So we'll see how cohesive they can all be together in trying to navigate both the rest of this season and looking ahead to next. Again, I liked the effort that I saw. This team is still playing for Matt LaFleur. He has not lost the locker room. You can't convince me that's the case. So that's obviously a good thing. Now as far as the Bears game uh, neither of these teams wants to lose to to the other it's this, this, this just just the bragging rights the rivalry they just they it, you know you're not going to lose this game on purpose whether it's going to be Rodgers or Love a quarterback for the Packers they have just as good of a chance to win this game. Now, I mean, this might sound like I'm kind of being a prisoner of the moment after Jordan Love did some good things against the Eagles, but that I'm not saying that Jordan Love is as good as Rodgers, uh Aaron Rodgers, but right now if Rodgers is hurt, can't make the throws and he's just, you know, a shell of himself, then sure, Jordan Love can give you the same chance to beat the Bears. And so I I you, maybe you win-win there. You get a chance to see Jordan Love, you go out and he goes out and wins a game, right? He didn't get a chance to do that against the Chiefs last year. They lost the only game that Love has started and finished as a star, as a starter for the Packers. So I do think that if they can somehow outscore the Bears, despite giving up a bunch of running yards, I mean, obviously you have to outscore any opponent to win a game, but I, I'm saying the Packers are going to give up a bunch of, bunch of rushing yards. Justin Fields is going to run all over the place. David Montgomery is going to run all over the place. I mean, the Bears are going to run the football. They're going to run the ball. The Packers just can't. They can't stop it. But I do think that the Packers end up winning this game. I do think they'll they'll win it simply because it's Chicago. And until they prove they can beat the Packers, they can't. But I won't be surprised if it's ugly or very difficult. Or if the Bears do win. They're at home. It's in Chicago. They're due. This is the perfect time for the, the Bears to strike and finally get one. Justin Fields finally beat the Packers. And have Bears fans running all over the place and and emboldened and and feeling justified about all their takes about how good Justin Fields has been and how bad Jordan Love has been, which is a weird thing because Jordan Love has um, they're both first rounders, but Jordan Love has never been the name starter for the Packers. So this comparison, it's just typical Bears fans paying attention to things that really don't matter. But again, I'll take the I'll take the the Packers to win this game close because the Bears still suck. I mean that's just the the way it is. Until they don't, they do. So the Packers will get their fifth win, and then they'll get some very much needed rest prior to this home game against the Rams, and then they've got the Christmas game in Miami, and it'll be a lot of discussion about the direction of this team. Like I said, I mean, there's no acquisitions to be made. They can't look towards next year yet, but do they make some moves? Do they... You know, do they activate some players? That, does Devondre Campbell come back? Does What happens with Rodgers? Do they make a move at defensive coordinator? Do they send a message? Do they say, Joe Barry, this is unacceptable to the point where we cannot have you in the building anymore? We'll find out. We're about to find out. But I sound a little bit hyped right now. This is as hyped as I've probably been on this show after a Packers loss. Because if you frame your expectations properly, then you can see some of the good in what is happening here. So... Speaking of that, hope your week is off to a good start. Hope everybody is doing well post-Thanksgiving and the final push here towards another holiday season and the end of the 2022 calendar year. Packers, Bears, it's Bears week, so get out all of your Bears still suck, all of your Packer stuff. Wave the colors, support the flag because it's going to be another fun, I won't say rivalry game because the Bears don't win very often, but we know how much this game means to all of us. So thanks, everybody, for riding along again. This is Jason Perrone. You can follow me on Twitter, at Jason Perrone. Game on Wisconsin is at Game on WI. I got the Packers winning this one. I'll be back again next Monday to break down the game afterwards, talk about some of the good and some of the bad that may have come from that game. We'll see where we're at after another Packers football game and heading into the bye week. Everybody, wherever you're at, stay warm, stay safe, and as always, Go Pack Go. Off play action, back to the road, Prescott, with time, right it over the middle, for the anticoagulant, intercepted, intercepted. Javier Alexander, to the 20, cutting left, 25-30, he's got an escort, to the 35-40, hurdles a defender cross the 50, and in the Dallas Territory.